Welcome to the Connecting Place podcast. Here is Pastor Joe Caminetti. This series is Greatest Stories Never Told, and we're, gonna, we're looking at very famous Bible characters, but we're looking at events in their lives that we very seldom, if ever, talk about. And today, we save today for Mary, and we're going to take a look at some events in her life. We're going to learn some incredible principles from Mary. And when you think about Mary, I mean, just think about uh, what she did. I think the most valuable position on planet Earth is the position of a mom. And then Mary takes it up to a higher level. She's the mother of Jesus. Jesus was the creator of heaven and earth. He created Adam and Eve. He created everything that we can see. John chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3 tell us that he literally created everything, and he's God. And then he came inside that body, and Mary had the privilege of raising him. She had the privilege of being his mom. That's absolutely amazing. And we're going to have some fun today as we take a look at some things, some events in Mary's life. And it got me to thinking about some differences between men and women, because we have certain strengths that we're born with, and every now and then a man will cross over and have a strength that's more common to women, and vice versa, but I got to thinking about a strength that just about every man has, and that is that the desire and the ability to protect their family. It just comes natural for a man. We, we don't have to think about it. It's just part of our being, and I remember from the time we were first married, Gina and I before I went to bed, man, I would lock every door, I'd shut every window, I'd turn all the outside lights on, and now with our kids, we still have kids in the house, and typically they'll stay up later than I do, and I'll do all of that before I go to bed, but then I'll wake up every, every night about 12.30 or 1 a.m., and I'll do a walkthrough, and I'll make sure nothing was turned off, everything's on that needs to be on, and that's just the way I think. I don't have a checklist. I could not go to bed without knowing my family is secure. That's how guys think. Now, I remember when we were newly married and the first time I was going to leave and go somewhere and be out of town, and I remember talking to Gina about securing the house, and she needed coached on it. It's just not how she thought, and so I coached her. We had some young kids, and I'm coaching her and saying, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. It's not how she thinks. It doesn't come natural to her, but for a dad, it comes natural. I remember my daughter's um, they were going on their first trip uh, by themselves without us, and, and I made them watch the movie Taken with me. And uh, I said, you're going to watch this movie with me. And if you don't know the movie, uh, this, this girl flies to France with her girlfriend, and, and they're literally kidnapped, and they're sold into the slex, uh, sex slave industry. And uh, thankfully, their dad was a f- former CIA agent who had a certain set of skills, and he was able to go rescue them. So the reason I wanted my daughters to watch this is I wanted them, when they went to a hotel, they're traveling in a car, I wanted them to think about there could be someone in another car watching them. Uh, I wanted them to be aware that there's bad people out in the world. And I also tease them. Both of my daughters, I've called them, like I've called Deanna and said, Deanna, this is your father. And I don't want you to be scared, but you're going to be taken. And uh, I freak her out. I freak Michelle out just to have some fun. Now, Gina, Gina, on the other hand, she's a mom. And, you know, moms and ladies are born with this innate ability uh, to nurture 
And it's just part of them. And I remember when Joe was, he's, Joe's our firstborn, and I remember he's a toddler. And you know how toddlers fall? They don't really get hurt, but they begin to cry. They're more scared because they fell than what happened to them. And I'd watch Gina go into this mode, and she'd pick them up, and her voice would change. And she's, oh, honey, you're going to be okay. And she's hugging them and kissing their boo-boos and spanking floors. And, and I would just stand there. I would stand there and think, she's going to turn my son into a sissy. And... and uh, I just could not comprehend the nurturing element of, of this, what was going on. And I remember the first time, I'm, I'm the only one in the room, and I assumed Gina was upstairs, and, and, and Joe fell, and, and he's crying, and I pick him up and go, Joe, you didn't break any skin. You're okay. Suck it up. Stop crying. Keep playing. And, and, and Gina walked in the room, and you know how a wife can give you a look, and she doesn't have to say a word, but when I, when I, when I saw that look, I knew she was disappointed with how I was uh, handling this situation. So I, I tried my best. I pick him up. Okay, you'll be okay. Now go play. That was as good as I could do. And, and that's just some of the differences between men and women. Some things come natural to a man. Some things come natural to a woman. And we're going to talk about Mary today. And we're going to take a look at something that comes natural to moms. It's just so natural to moms. And I want you to walk out and I want you to remember this. If we love like a mom, will love like God. And when it comes to a mom loving their child, I mean, it's, it's how God loves us. And I realize God is God, and he's going to do a little better job. But guys, we can look at how moms love their kids, and it's exactly how God loves us. And it's exactly how God tells us to love other people. Take a look at this commandment from Jesus. It reads like this. It's John chapter 13, verse 34 and 5. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciple. Now, for a mom, that's easy to love her child, child like this. But for all of us, when it comes to loving people like God loved us, that's like me being nurturing. And that's like Gina thinking, protect the family first. It, it's just not natural to us. And here's what I notice about the scriptures, and it really helped me, that whenever God tells us to do something, it means that it doesn't come natural to us. And so we have to make a checklist and say, okay, okay, I'm doing this wrong. Lord, forgive me. I'm going to love. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at some different aspects, some different ways that moms love their kids. And we're going to go ahead and remind ourselves that we can love people in the same way. But for moms, I want to honor you. And I, I want to just let you know we appreciate how you love your children and what you do as a mom. So the first way is that moms carry burdens for their children, and that is so absolutely true. Uh, Simeon was a prophet in Bible days, and he saw Jesus, and he prophesied over Jesus to Mary, and he said to Mary, he said, your son is going to cause the rise and fall of many in Israel. Your son is going to be a light and bring salvation to the world. All cool things. And then he looked at her and said, your heart will be pierced through with many sorrows because of your son. And no mom wants to hear there's going to be some tough times in your son's life and it's going to break your heart. And after Simeon said these things, listen to what the Bible says right after, verse 51, Luke 2. So he went back to Nazareth with them and lived obediently with them. That's Jesus. His mother held these things dearly deep within herself. And that's what I mean about a mom. They, they carry the burdens 
of their children. She carried this burden of what she knew about her child. She, she thought about him all the time. And I'll tell you what, I'm 55 years old. My mom's 86. And to this day, she'll call me if there's a tornado warning. And uh, she'll say, honey, there's a tornado warning. And uh, she says, you need to go in the basement with your kids and take Gina, get everybody in the basement. I'm like, mom, I have a smartphone. I had the alert 10 minutes ago on my smartphone. You don't have to call me. But she's still going to call me just to warn me about a tornado. And that's how moms carry burdens. Now, my mother-in-law, she's so cute. She lives with us. And there are times when I go to enter a room, I say, mom, there's a tornado warning. We're all going in the basement. Do you want to come down with us? And here's what my mother-in-law will say. Take me, Lord Jesus, take me. And uh, she's just ready to go to heaven. So she said, come get me. Uh, now, now, translated, that's how mom loves her child. They carry their burdens. Listen to what the Bible says to us, Galatians 6, 2 and 3. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Verse 3 is just telling us not to be stuck on ourselves to make sure we're not the center of the world. And verse 2 is telling us, be concerned about other people. Carry burdens that other people are going through. Can we all agree? That's like me having to make a note, I'm going to nurture. And that's like Gina making a note, protect the household, secure the household. This isn't something that comes natural, but if God asked us to do it, it's something that we can do. And we can watch moms and we can learn so much from them as they do this. Here, here's the second thing. Uh, moms pray for their children. And I think all of us know this to be true. And I love this quote. If you have a mom, there is nowhere you're likely to go where a prayer has not already been. And that is so true about all moms, that they pray for you. Now, again, a couple years ago, I had a Harley. My brother Mike had a Harley. Mike lives in Canton. And uh, my mom... She, she let us both know over and over, whenever you get on your bike, you have to call me so I can pray for you while you're riding your motorcycle. And I'd say, Mom, that's not necessary. I know how to pray. I'm okay. And she'd say, you got to call me. you got to call me. And if I didn't call her and it was a sunny day, my dad told me she would just pray throughout the day. She, she'd have to pray for us that God would protect us while we're on our motorcycles. Now, my dad's a little different. One day I was out riding my bike, and I didn't have a helmet on, and he saw me. And uh, he called my phone, but I didn't know it because I'm riding. And uh, I get home, and I see a message from my dad, and I'm thinking, oh, uh, something might have happened. I better listen to it. So I listen to it right away, and here's, here's what my dad said. Son, we all know you have a hard head, but that road's harder than your head. Wear your helmet. And uh, <laughs> that's what my dad told me. <laughs> a little different than a mom's response. But you know what? Moms pray for their kids, and God wants us to pray for people, and I love this scripture, 1 Timothy 2 and verse 1. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. And so God wants us, like a mom would pray for her children, to pray for each other. And I want to encourage you, if you know someone that's going through a tough time, someone that's being challenged, I want to encourage you just to whisper prayers for them through the day like a mom would for her kids. Well, let's take a look at another five great ways moms love their kids. Mom al moms always believe in their children. And I love this quote, every kitten is a tiger in the eyes of its mother. I really like that. And that's how moms are. They really believe in their kids. And here's a verse about Abraham. And I love the ending of this verse, Romans 4, 17. 
As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead. And I love this part. He calls things that are not as though they were. And this is something nice to know about God. God doesn't go by what he sees on the front. He looks deep into us and he speaks encouragement and he speaks life to us. And isn't that what a mom does? Moms do that with their kids. And I remember, I think I was third grade, guys, and I went to Catholic school. And that particular year, third grade, I had a, I had a nun for a teacher. And we were, um, we were going to sing choir style. style. Our, our class was going to sing a song for the Christmas musical, like a choir. And we're practicing our hearts out one day. And I'm singing with everything I have. And we're all in place. We're all singing. And the nun's kind of walking back and forth. And then I saw this look on her face. And we're singing this song. And it's like she's just hearing something she doesn't like. And so then she begins to stand in front of each section, and she's standing. She comes to my section, and she stops, and I see her looking at me. So then she, she just stops the whole song. She says, everybody stop. She says, Joey Caminetti, that's the worst voice I've ever heard in my life. She said, you can't sing. And here's what she said. She said, I want you to just move your lips. Do not sing at the Christmas musical. And all the kids are laughing. I'm feeling shame like crazy. And, uh, and so embarrassed this could be. And I remember going home. I remember going home, and I'm bawling. I'm telling my mom, look, this is what sister so-and-so did to me, mom. And she said it in front of the whole class, and everybody was laughing. And I'll never forget my mom looking at me saying, honey, you have a beautiful voice, and you can sing for me anytime. Isn't that what moms do? I mean, moms just do that. They encourage. And listen to what God wants us to do. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, it says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. And God wants us to be able to look at our fellow Christians and fellow people, and he wants us to be somebody that believes in people. And even when we see some things that need to change, he wants us to speak encouraging things. Find something we can build them up with, speak some life over them. And here's number, here's number four. Moms always stand by their children. And this is another Mary moment. Jesus was being crucified, and we know that he was whipped, and historians tell us that his skin was ripped off, and you could see muscle. That's how badly he was whipped. And then he had the crown of thorns and blood's coming down on his face. But sometimes we miss this part. People were punching him and spitting on him. That actually happened. He was being slapped in the face, punched in the face, punched in the body by all these people. And they're saying all these terrible things about him. Then they give him the top of the cross and he has to carry it to where he's going to be crucified. And you know, Mary walked right with him. She, she stood right there, right there in that terrible place. And then when he hung on the tree, they had to be calling Mary names. They had to be screaming at her because they knew that was his mom. And people are cursing at him, and he's hanging on that tree. He's an awful mess. Talk about being shamed, guys. He's as shamed as a person can be. And guess what? Listen to John 19.25. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas. Thank God for family. And Mary Magdalene. She's the one that was a horrific sinner that was forgiven by Jesus for all of her sins. But I look at this. And I think that's what moms do. They stand with their kids, even when their kids mess up 
and ruin their lives. And of course, Jesus had to do what he was doing, but how many moms stick with us, guys? And I like this, I like this quote. A mother sees a cherished child in a shamed son. That's just what moms do. I'll tell you another story. This happened when I was in junior high, so I was a little older, a little bit tainted now, a little bit angry because uh, of certain events in my life. And, and so uh, there was a girl a couple houses up the street from us, and her name was Carrie, and she just got on my last nerve, as we said when we were growing up. And I don't know why. She would always say something would bug me. And one day I saw her bike in the backyard right up against the woods line. We had these big woods behind our homes. And, and I thought, nobody's there. And I went into the woods, and I snuck behind her house and I'm in the woods and I don't see anybody in the house no one's outside so I took her bike and I ran through the woods with it and I didn't put it behind the woods in our house I went up a couple more and I put it there then I went to talk to my brother Mike he, he was in the garage I said Mike I stole Carrie's bike I said let's get dad's sledgehammer and let's go beat it and uh, you think my younger brother would talk some sense into me because that sounds like fun let's do it Joe he pastors in Canton now so uh, <laughs> <laughs> just giving everybody hope for their kids man so <laughs> it's part of why i share these things so so mike we're going out with the sledgehammer and mike says let's get some of our buddies so we went and got about four guys from the neighborhood and we all took swings and we pulverized this bike i mean it was then we then we made a pact that we weren't going to tell on each other went and put the sledgehammer back and several days passed and it seemed like we were fine but she had two older brothers that were out of high school already and they start knocking on every door asking if any of us saw her bike. And they knocked on our door, and my dad grabs me. He said, hey, he goes, did you see Carrie's bike? I go, no, Dad, I didn't see her bike. What happened? He goes, it just disappeared. I go, oh, that's a shame. I hope you find it, you know. So then, so then they go to another neighbor's house, and he cracks under the pressure, and he tells his dad, Joey Caminetti stole it, and he got a sledgehammer, and he initiated it all, and I just followed the crowd, so then these two brothers come back to our house and they knock on our front door. They tell my dad, and they, they grab the bike in the woods because my, my neighbor friend told them where it was. So they have this mangled bike and they say, so-and-so told us that Joe was the one that stole this. And, and my dad calls me outside. He goes, son, I know you did it. And, uh, and I know I'm in trouble. I, I wanted to say, dad, can you let her brothers have vengeance? Because it's going to be a lot less than what you're going to do to me. And, uh, but... But he told them, I'll take care of this. And I still have a couple bruises, and uh, <laughs> they haven't gone away yet. But uh, he grounded me for an entire summer. And uh, I was in my room crying. My, my, I was just crying like crazy. And I know my mom could hear me. And I, wasn't, I was only crying because I got caught. And uh, I, I, I was not sorry at the moment. But uh, I just thought my summer's ruined. And so my mom came in and sat next to the bed. And she put her arm around me. She said, son, I don't know why you did this thing. She said, it really, really hurts me. And all the neighbors are going to be talking about us. But I love you. And I want you to know that I will always love you. And she hugged me. And that really felt good. And I got to thinking about that moment. And I thought, every, every family in the neighborhood knew that I did it. That, that was spreading. That news was spreading everywhere. And I thought of the shame that my mom had to have. And to think that she sat down on that bed and she did that absolutely shows you how a mom loves a child. I shamed them. She stood by me. Listen to this scripture, Romans 5.8. 
But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. That's an amazing verse of scripture. And you know, the world didn't want Jesus and the world crucified him. But the ultimate act of love is he died on a cross. That's the, the give your life is the ultimate act of love. And that's what moms do every day, give their lives for their kids. And you know, Jesus, even though we didn't want to, he loved us in our terrible mess, in our terrible state. And God's asking you and I to love one another like that. When someone blows it and they commit something and they become publicly shamed or uh, they become shamed within the church or they become shamed within our family or our, our circles at work, God tells us, hey, I want you to love them. I want you to stand with them and help them through it. And it reminds me of a story in 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians, the book. Uh, there was a guy in the church that was um, sleeping with his stepmom. And the church wasn't doing anything about it. He was attending services. Everybody knew he was sleeping with his dad's wife. No one even confronted him. So Paul writes a letter and says, you guys, you have to confront him. There has to be church discipline. And church discipline in that day would be to say, to confront him and say, hey, you need to stop doing this. It's wrong. And try to get him to repent. And if he didn't repent, the church would just say, you can't come here until you repent. And there was only one church in every town, so there was no other church to go to. And it just caused that person to make some, some decisions. Well, they did that with this guy after Paul told them to. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, Paul's writing, and he says, listen, he repented, he changed. I want you to take him back, and I want you to love him and treat him like he never did it. And that's, that's how moms treat us, and that's how God wants us to treat each other. No matter what we do, he wants us to love each other and forgive one another. Here's number five, guys. It goes like this. Moms live for their children, and isn't that the truth? I love this quote. A mother is a person who's seeing there are only four pieces of pie for five people promptly announces she never did care for pie. Now, I think, you know, what if you wrote this about a guy? Um, a guy is the kind of person, if there were only four pieces of pie and there were five people, he would cut one in half and make the two youngest kids eat half each, and, and then he would have a whole piece. Um, that's the difference between men and women, guys. It's like my mind would just think, hey, you're small. You don't need a big one here. There you go. But a mom's totally different. Moms live for their kids. They lay it down for their kids. And, you know, all of us went through Catholic school at one point. We were all in Catholic school. And in that day, you had to wear dressed uh, dress pants. They were navy blue. And we had to wear dress shirts, long sleeves. They were white cotton. And I remember watching my mom. And you don't think about it when you're a kid, but when you grow up and you have kids, you start to think about it. And I remember her ironing all of our clothes. She'd be up late. And then, you know, she made lunches for seven boys. Some of us took four sandwiches. And I'm not jiving. We actually took four sandwiches in our lunch. And, and uh, mom would use a loaf and a half, two loaves of bread. And it was like an assembly line. And she's standing there making all of our lunches. She's ironing clothes. And you think about moms, how they lay their lives down for their kids. And my mom didn't have a secular job, so to speak but she did have a way full-time job with seven boys. But I think of my wife, we had four kids, and I think about how she was working and, and how uh, we're raising our kids while she's working, and I think about how she laid her life down and how what an incredible mom she was even while she worked. And, of course, I helped her out with some things because she was working. We both were working, so I helped out a lot. But still, when I think about the love of a mom and how they lay their lives down, moms, you're absolutely awesome. 
And if we love like a mom, we'll love like God. And here's a cool scripture, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Verse 4 says, each of you should love not only uh, to your own interests, or look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And I don't know about you, but verse 4 doesn't come natural for me. It's like nurture, being nurturing, and it just doesn't come natural. But God is telling us to be like a mom is with their child and literally, literally begin to live our lives for other people. And we know we can't do it 24-7, but that's one thing I want to say. I want to thank all the volunteers here at Believers today too. Guys, you're living your life for other people as you're volunteering. And I want to thank everybody that serves and lives for God and does things for God. Thank you. That's one way that we live for other people. And moms, man, we are so thankful for you. And I want to just close with this thought. If we love like a mom, we'll love like God. How many of us are thankful for every mom in this room? Can we give it up for him one more time and just thank God for him? You know, I, I forgot to share this. I shared it in first service, but last night after I ministered, one of the guys that were here, when I talked about Carrie's bike, he said, is that why you guys give bikes to the Jefferson students? <laughs> he said, are you still doing penance in your mind? I said, I never thought about that, but subconsciously that, that may be true. Hey, let's bow our heads. Let's pray, guys. Father, we love you with everything that's in us, and I thank you for every precious person in this room. And Lord, I challenged myself, and I know I challenged all of us to love like you. And we thank you for moms, because we realize if we love like a mom, we'll love like God. And Father, bless every mom in this place. But now, Father, I pray for all of us here. And as we go through our week, I ask you to just open up our hearts and remind us when we're not loving like you've asked us to, remind us and remind us of how mom loves. And Father, as we watch moms, teach us about God's love as we walk through this week. And I thank you for helping to grow every one of us in this place to a place of loving like a mom loves her children. Father, thank you so much for it. Can we keep praying for just another moment? Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Let's keep praying. If you're here and you're not sure of your forever, your eternity, I just want to give you a chance to be sure. You know, we talked about Jesus and being on a tree and Mary standing there. And he died on that tree so we can live. He gave us life so we can live. And the Bible says all of us have sinned. We all fall short of God's holy standard. And I think we all know that to be true. And that's why Jesus died on the cross. He said, you can't work your way to heaven, but if you accept me, you believe in me and follow me he said i'll save your soul it's by faith and maybe you're here and you can't remember a day in your life when you made it personal uh, because you can grow up in church and be really a good person and and be a good church goer and that's all great go to church and 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 do good things but there has to come a day in all of our lives where we say i'm going to make it personal i'm going to pray i'm going to accept christ as my savior and make a decision to follow him today so I'm not asking you to leave your church. I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm asking you, have you made it personal with Jesus? He said, if you call on my name, I'll save you. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I, I don't know that I did, but I'm ready today to do it. Would you pray with us? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Everyone in the room, would you help them pray? Say this after me. Say, Lord God, I repent for all my sins. And this day, 
I give my heart to Jesus. I make a decision to follow him. Jesus, I believe. And from this day forward, I will follow you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Connecting Place podcast. For more information about Believer's Church, visit believers.cc.